Hello, everybody. I would like to welcome you all to another episode of the Whole Story Sundays. I believe we're still on season one, and this is actually episode seven of um, the Whole Story Sundays. And today I'm like extremely excited because I have a great friend, colleague, peer um, here to talk about a topic that's really near and dear to my heart because I'm actually just starting to learn more about it. She actually exposed me to the subject. Um, And we're going to be talking about the bloodline. um, And we're talking about like pretty much overcoming, um, you know, generational curses and things of that nature. Um, So what I'm going to do is have Miss Kim introduce herself. Um, And then we're going to just go ahead and get back, get right into it. Hey everybody, um, my name is Kim McLeod. If you don't mind, Jaquil, yeah. I know uh, we've been sharing this mm-hmm. um, for like the past week. Yeah. So um, I just like to share it to mm-hmm. a couple platforms really quick. Yeah, go ahead. Sure, Most um, mm-hmm. So people get on here. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that. I already shared it to my page. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also want to share it to our singles page okay. that um, we're a part of. Yeah, no, no. So let's do go ahead thing. and do that. Mm-hmm. And while she's doing that, guys, um, while, before she introduces herself, I just want to say, um, so it was so important for me to talk about bloodline healing because it's one of those situations where a lot of us want to heal, but we can't heal because we have curses that's in our generation. People in this day and time don't believe that generational curses are mm-hmm. real, but they are very real. Just like you can have generational wealth, just like you can have generational blessings, you can have a generational curse. Um, and the thing about it is because it's so, it becomes our norm. It's not stigmatizing our family anymore because we're used to functioning and dysfunction. What then happens is we, um, we, we walk with our limbs. We walk with a broken leg for so long that we're okay. And that's the reason why the curse never gets broken. So this is what I wanted to talk about today. And now that Miss um, Kim has finished what she had to do, I'm going to get her to introduce herself with her platforms and just her career. And we'll go from there. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to, um, I'm trying to um, be very sensitive with time. Mm-hmm. So once again, my name is Kim McLeod. Um, I actually met Jaquil actually last March yes. uh, with our previous job. Um, I'm currently a resident in counseling for the state of Virginia. That just means that I'm in residency um, for um, LPC, for Licensed Professional Counseling. Um, So right now, I am a clinician working for the city of Suffolk. And right now, I also do outpatient for OASIS Clinical Counseling Mm -hmm. um, Services. Yes, ma'am. Anything else I'm missing? What's your podcast platform? Oh, okay. So, podcast. So, uh-huh. <laughs> I think, I don't know that you share it, but I, I love actually, your laugh, Kim. <laughs> I actually got to kill on um, podcast. Podcasting. So, I told him that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, my podcast um, is Miss um, Kim McLeod, mm-hmm. um, VA Real Talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also on the same platforms that Jaquil is on. So, Anchor FM. FM is the major one, as well as Spotify. Um, all you have to do is Google Miss um, Kim McLeod VA Real Talk and you'll find me. It'll pop up as well. Yes, and I'm going to also link that down below as well. Okay, guys, so I'm going to just get into these questions because we got a deep topic tonight. So can you explain to viewers what is bloodline healing? And we okay. got to speak in the camera too. Yeah, like, so I was like, look this way. Okay. All right, so don't get scared, y'all. We have some notes here. So, um... 
One, so one of the questions, of course, you asked me was mm-hmm. what is bloodline healing? So just to break it down a little bit, um, is identifying the spiritual, biological, physiolo- physiological, mental, emotional, social, the psychology things in your family that we want, desire, need to yes. change, fix, adapt, and grow beyond. Come on. Um, actually, this is what will help with actually starting the process. So... Um, also, definition of bloodline. So, if you want to just do a like a snippet of that, uh-huh. really basic. It's so simple, but it's like complicated at the same mm-hmm. time. So, just a simple definition of blood not bloodline is just a sequence of direct ancestors, especially in your pedigree. Mm-hmm. So, pretty much what's in your ancestry line, what is in mm-hmm. the bloodline of your parents, your grandparents, great grandparents, and before that. Yeah. So, really, just taking a Taking part of what we just stated, like everything from spiritual, mm. mental, emotional, anything that the holistic person, just like what your podcast is, is the whole person. Yes. So you're taking a whole person and just taking it in your family. Um, so that's where we could start with the bloodline. Ooh, that's good. So basically, like who you are is submerged in what how, how you were brought up. Yes. And then the whole person of so basically we all kind of identify with our family one way or another whether yes. you look like them, whether you act like them. And so those curses kind of pass down because you do what's familiar for you. Yes. Okay, got you. So my next question is um why is bloodline healing important for breaking generational generational curses and cycles? Okay. So <laughs> I just want to break this down as well. Oh, go a ahead. Bit, okay. Go, go for what you know. <laughs> <laughs> so first, um, so this, so the question, say the question again. Why us. is bloodline healing important for breaking generational curses and cycles? Okay. So first, um, I feel like we need to know the definition of healing. First, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, before you know, how are you going to break this or what to break, right? Mm-hmm. So this is to make free um, mm-hmm. from injury or disease. This is several ones, okay? Mm-hmm. To make sound or whole. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. To make well again, mm-hmm. to restore to health, okay? Mm-hmm. To cause an undesirable condition to be overcome. Mm-hmm. To patch up or correct a breach that um, could be example of like breaching a division, mm-hmm. all right, to restore to original purity and integrity. Now, this is coming from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Mm-hmm. So this information is accessible to all of us. Yes. It's mm-hmm. just a Google search away, mm-hmm. right? But since, you know, we are Christians mm-hmm. too, we also have the word too. And so that part, that last one really hits me to restore to original purity and integrity. Yes. You know, and mm-hmm. the first one too that says to make sound whole, right? Mm-hmm. So to answer this question, if you are, um, why is it so important? Because if you're fully healed and mm. whole, yes. all right, then you can help those others through your bloodline mm-hmm. to be the same. All right. So if you're whole, mm-hmm. you're able, now granted, not just, let's, okay, let's take a little side note here. So, most people, of course, a mother, father will have a child, right? Yes. Um, a son or daughter. Now, we also know, living mm-hmm. in the day and age that we live, mm-hmm. um, sometimes people have to take care of their grandchildren or they have to take care of their nieces and nephews mm-hmm. or their cousins, mm-hmm. right? So, if the person that's raising this child, even though it's just not their, their child, but, of course, they're still part of that bloodline, 
if they're able to see someone that's whole, they're able, you know, mm -hmm. um, you could able to teach them to be whole. They could also be whole as yes. well in mm -hmm. that household. So, um, you cannot, so save time too. Why is it so important? Well, we cannot give our children or our grandchildren something that we don't have. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. So let's just take a break from just bloodline, mm -hmm. right? So if your kid asks you for $5, if you don't have $5, you can't give them $5. No, you cannot. Mm -mm. If you're not praying mm -hmm. every day, come on, reading the word, mm -hmm. having your own devotion, mm -hmm. if a child's coming to you and said, Mom, Dad, I need prayer, how can you give them prayer if you're not praying? Oh, man. Okay? Yes. Mm -hmm. So this is on every area, mm -hmm. physically. If you're not in shape, you're not, you know, eating well, taking care of yourself, how is it that you're able to give health to your children Come or your on. grandchildren, mm -hmm. right? So this is why this is so important. Mm -hmm. So even breaking that down, too, with victory. Like, mm -hmm. so if we're, have, if we're whole, mm -hmm. that means we're walking in victory, right? Come on. And so, in abundance. <laughs> Come on. So now can we bring, how can we bring, you know, victory or how can we bring victory somewhere if we're ourselves not living victorious? Ooh. Okay. So, because when you were just saying that about, like, the diet, well, you didn't say diabetes, but you were saying physical health, yes. poverty, you were basically saying prayers, which is spiritually, I think about families in America all over yes. who, you know, if diabetes runs in my family, is it that diabetes running your family or is it that we don't eat the way we're supposed to eat to make it not run in our family? Poverty runs in my family. Is it that we just never been taught the skills to, to not live in lack? You know what I'm yes. saying? So I guess my thing is, is like when you said that, it kind of hit on a nerve because I'm like, you know, I see why people want to call it patterns, but it's not patterns. It is a curse. It's a curse because, you know, people don't know that you have to revolt the curse and just become a whole person. And that's yes. how you are in victory. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'll, if you don't mind, I want to share a little bit about, because mm -hmm. I think transparent, transparency and just being real, also sharing experiences mm -hmm. in your own life, too. I mean, this is why this is why I'm here, mm -hmm. because this is something that I am walking through myself mm -hmm. for my bloodline. Come on. So I want to say about four years or so ago, mm -hmm. um, after from not being going to the going to the doctor for a few years, I decided to go ahead and go to the doctor. Right. You know, mm -hmm. get that physical check in, do that blood work and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Right. And it was interesting because, you know, how they give how the doctors give you the form and you have to fill out everything about mm -hmm. what could possibly be in your family mm -hmm. right um so <laughs> it was like uh, yeah wow. almost everything and um <laughs> i remember towards the ending of the the appointment um she wanted me to get blood work done mm. and all, out of nowhere i started getting really nervous because i'm just like i haven't been to the doctor in like all these years you know, just living your life. No, you know, I'm not saying I'm doing nothing crazy or anything like that, but it's just like you know that all the stuff is running in your family. Come on, your blood. And mm. so mm -mm. she's like, your test results will get back there too. And I remember when they called me, um, the nurse told me there was some concerns. So now my anxiety is up even mm -hmm. <laughs> even higher. Oh man. So they told me that they actually want me to come back in within next week to talk to the doctor. So I did that, and the doctor was telling me about um, the major thing was um, diabetes and vitamin D. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't necessarily 
um, have diabetes, but um, she said I was borderline mm. um, if I didn't start, you know, making some changes or mm. things like that. And one mm. of the things that she suggested that maybe I could start taking some medication, like, you know, if I want to take medication, I could mm. to kind of get some balance. But mm. I, for me, I like the natural mm. part. I like mm. doing things That's natural first. The, yeah. And then let's look into <laughs> the man-made medication. Mm. So that was my challenge. I told my doctor, like, I'm going to try to do all the natural things first. Mm-hmm. And that was just a wake-up call for me. Like, okay, this because I remember telling the Lord and myself, like, I don't want diabetes. I'm not getting diabetes. Yes. I'm just kind of already mm-hmm. in that day to speaking life, you mm-hmm. know, pleading the blood of Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. And then with the vitamin D, of course, like, our... Um, She's saying that, you know, I don't get enough sunlight or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Even though with my job, I'm working out in the community. I'm always out on it. But that's a whole, I feel like there's a whole other podcast. Uh-huh. Because in some of my um, studies during school when I was at Norfolk State, we was learning that prior to um, black slavery, when Africans was brought over, Talk about technically it. our bodies was not created to be on the side of the hemisphere. So that's why so many of us have problems with mm-hmm. our vitamin D. But that's a whole other mm-hmm. <laughs> podcast. But like could say, it's in our bloodline. Most African-Americans have a problem with, with vitamin, vitamin D. D. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something I'm still working on, vitamin D. I haven't uh-huh. got work done on that, but here soon I get some more <laughs> blood work done. But I just wanted to share that. Yeah. But at this moment in time, I could testify that I don't have diabetes. diabetes. Because you were proactive in yes. correcting your bloodline. Yes. And, and that's kind of what we want our viewers to understand when you recognize and uh, you look at your genogram and you see the thing and the genogram is just pretty much a, a family tree and what it does is it go it starts from like one side of the family to another i can't remember it but it just runs down what is a pattern within your family so most of the time it'll show you you know like if this divorce is a pattern in your family yes. you see it so clear and you see how no one, like I know when I did my personal genogram, I saw how it was alcoholism. It was all within my bloodline. And the problem was, was that nobody ever thought, hey, I'm going to be the one to stop this right. from, from right. being a problem. So nobody ever revoked the curse. Yes. And that's what I'm saying. All you got to do to revoke the curse is speak it out. Hey, this stops with me. I'm going to stop doing this. So what I'm going to do is figure out the reason why maybe alcoholism is a problem mm-hmm. for me and, and my bloodline. I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to go to the altar. I'm going to be proactive. I'm going to go to AA meetings, yes. whatever, and yes. stop that. Yes. Yeah. So I really um, thank you for touching on that. Yes. And definitely. did you have any more to add to it? Um, It'll come back. It'll come back to me. <laughs> okay. To yeah, no <laughs> problem. Yep. So my next question is, is wholeness possible without going back? to the root of the problem or going back to your bloodline. Okay. Let me go to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So read that question one more time for us. So is wholeness possible without going back? Is wholeness possible without going back to the bloodline? Is it possible with going back to the bloodline? Yes. Like, so, can you achieve wholeness? I guess what I'm asking is, can you obtain wholeness without knowing what your generational curses are within your family? I think you have to have an acknowledgement. I think mm-hmm. it starts with the acknowledgement. Because, and I say that because there are many people out here that never met their father. Mm-hmm. They never met their mother. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we first, first have, to acknowledge, have to acknowledge that there's, there's something wrong with that. 
you know, mm-hmm. so automatically, automatically just with that, you're dealing with abandonment and rejection. Oh, abandonment. Automatically mm-hmm. with, with that. So I feel like acknowledgement is key, mm-hmm. okay, establishing that. Now, for those that already have, um, I have a breakdown with this too, but for those that grew up with a father or mother or both or you just know know mm-hmm. about them, um, I feel like it is important for you to do your diligence mm-hmm. and your best to find out mm-hmm. what's in that because that's going to better help you and actually start the progress or the progress, um, the timing of it can quicken for you. Yes. You know, it won't, mm-hmm. um, prolong, won't prolong that progress if you go ahead and start that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like you really actually need to, to the best of your knowledge. But now I feel, I do believe, you know, we know we serve a merciful God. Mm. So God knows if you was abandoned mm. as a child. God knows if you had to go to foster care. Like God knows um, that you had to live with a household of people that that's not necessarily in your bloodline. Like God is merciful. Mm. Um, and so if you're in that situation, um, I believe if you know the acknowledgement, knowing that there is an issue, go to him. And I, I really do believe mm that Jesus will begin to show you. Yes. You know the struggles mm-hmm. that you're having and more than likely even though you don't know um your mother or father, the things that you're dealing with more more than likely is in that bloodline. Oh my god. Now, go ahead. Mm, that's good because that that might be a question that people might ask. Yeah. Well, if I've never known my biological parents and I don't even know the family that they breed, right. you know, how, how will I know what my issue is? But that's one thing we learned, especially in mental health, is that diagnosis is passed down. So like, yes. for instance, if you suffering with major depressive disorder or something like that, chances are somebody in your family suffers with depression yes. too. That's a curse. Yes. See, that's a curse. And then that's how you can start correcting the bloodline yes. because you understand, well, if I dealt with it, then somebody else probably deal with yes. this too. Yes. Yeah. So that's a good point to be made. Yes, and mm-hmm. I under and I understand everyone that's listening mm-hmm. may not be Christian. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I do acknowledge that. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so we could get to the psychology part of that soon. But for those of you that do believe in God, um, you were a Christian. You were a Christian. Mm-hmm. You claim to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like start taking the time, and I'm speaking from what I've already started mm-hmm. to do. Okay, so. Start that time of prayer with you and Jesus and saying, like, there is a problem, mm-hmm. okay? Why am I keep going through this cycle, mm-hmm. you know? Um, start listing, writing out. Um, I'm a big person on Write the Vision, so write out the things that you're, you're struggling with, the battles that you're struggling with, mm-hmm. things unseen and unseen. Mm-hmm. Write those down. Bring Come them before on. the Lord, hmm. okay? And I do believe, like, in your studies, like, I can't tell you how many times where I have a thought or I'm dealing with something and I start reading the Bible mm-hmm. and the scripture exactly what I need will pop up. Yes. Okay. Do. Mm-hmm. So it does. So the mm-hmm. Lord will do that for you. Okay. So first having that conversation mm-hmm. with the Lord about that. Okay. Now either you know where it comes from, what family member it may come from. You may know that information, you may not, but starting the process with presenting that with the Lord, okay? So starting with, let's start with the individuals that already know their parents, right? Uh-huh. So, and that's going to be my notes too, so I just go take this flow here. So mm-hmm. after you, you know, present this to the Lord, 
you even pray, start praying about when it's the right time to start talking to your parents, Come on. your mother and father mm-hmm. um, about this. And so, um, but taking it back to those that don't, because we'll get more in detail about talking mm-hmm. to your parents. But um, for those that do not know your parents, mm-hmm. present that list to the Lord and start asking the Lord to heal you from these areas. Whew. Now, Jesus. You may mm-hmm. not you may not be at the point your heart and your mind may not be at the point mm-hmm. where you're comfortable with searching out your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, there are cases like that that people they didn't grow up with their father and their mother. Um, they're still living, but because of what they did to them, they don't want to go talk to mm-hmm. them or communicate with them. Okay, but um, if you really desire to really dig deep in this. Um, start the conversation with you and the Lord. Mm-hmm. And as the Lord leads you, if you feel comfortable, you know, maybe seeking out how you can contact mm-hmm. um, this family member. But I think acknowledgement is key first. Yes, it is. And, um, and I want to make mm-hmm. sure I answer the question fully, um, mm-hmm. too. And then also, I just want to also just share the definition of being whole, right? So it's wholeness. Is your mm-hmm. question is holding as possible going back to your bloodline, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is being free of wound or injury. Like I said, this is access information. Everyone has to wow. use the Merriam-Webster dictionary. Uh-huh. This is <laughs> simple, and, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Recovered from a wound or injury. Like mm-hmm. we said, if you're a, I don't know why I keep on the subject. Like if you, like if you've been abandoned, like that, that is that's a wound. Yes, that's it an is. injury. Yes, Rejection it is. Rejection is a wound and an injury. Yes, it is. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. Being healed, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, free of defect or impairment. Come on. Um, physically sound and healthy. Yes. Um, free of dece- disease and deformity. Mm-hmm. Um, mentally and emotionally sound. Come on. Um, having all its proper parts or components. Oh, my God. Yep. We could talk about <laughs> that sound one. sound mind, right? Yes. Having uh-huh. all your parts, okay? And your, and your health. <laughs> right. Let's right, talk about right. the fact of your health. Like, you can't say that you're whole if your health is, is suffering. Yes. You know what yes. I'm saying? Because it's not having all of your components together. So, that's just not... My mind is good. My spirituality is good. But, man, my, my, my physical body is suffering. Yes. You know? So, that's also a bloodline issue. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, unfortunately, if I could just... Yeah. Go ahead. Um piggyback off of that i've heard of lot like i said speaking to christians because i understand everybody on here is not christians but i thank you all that's not christians listening to you uh-huh. all. i got love for you all too so <laughs> I do, right. y'all uh-huh. know. so um i've heard so many saints mm-hmm. um talk about you know how what well, we need to have um, our spiritual man taken care of which mm-hmm. i'm absolutely 100 percent in this season i've that's my whole role to make sure my spirit man is 100% with the Lord. Cause mm-hmm. Lord's coming back really soon. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've heard so much of that being the only thing. And then our mental, our emotional yes. and our physical bodies are suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like as Christians, if we're supposed to go out and reach the masses how is that even possible if our physical health don't even allow us to walk outside yes, of our house? Come on. How are we fulfilling the Great Commission? Uh-huh. Wholeness. Jesus. Look at Jesus. He was whole. He was whole. And he, he was, was healing, too. <laughs> and he was healing some bloodlines, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So he had, like, of course, he had the spirit man. Mm-hmm. All right. But his health, mm-hmm. you know, he was, he, 
eating his fish, you know, his uh-huh. fish and bread, you know. He was walking. Uh-huh. The man walked everywhere he yes, went. Yes, he did. Uh-huh. Come on, <laughs> talk know? about it. Yes. He had his mind. Mm-hmm. He knew, Jesus knew how to take a break from the people. Look here. Look, I'm going to go over here go and wilderness. take a break by Come myself. On. Y'all going to do this and I'm going to be by myself. Ooh, talk about it. Yes. So he mm-hmm. used all those aspects. Mm-hmm. So when people are saying, oh, I'm going to the gym, that doesn't mean they don't love God. That doesn't mean they, they're not praying. Uh-huh. If, you know, people are saying, I'm going to go see a therapist, that doesn't mean they don't trust God. God mm-hmm. was, you know, the wonderful counselor. He was the greatest counselor. Yes. And even that, like mm-hmm. the scripture tells us in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. safety. So mm-hmm. it's all, we need all of it. Oh my to God. Be whole. Okay. So now, <laughs> I, I get I'm sorry, I get excited. But that's the thing though. Because when you're when you're when you're saying that, what gets me is we're talking about the bloodline, right? Yeah. So let's take let's take the family system. I wanna say of America. I don't know about other places, but I just know America. Yes. If if it was a rug in the middle of the floor right now, and something traumatic happened in the African American um, family and then just any family really what we're going to do is we're going to sweep it under the rug oh yeah and the moment that you say hey i'm going to go get therapy i'm going to go seek help they're going to say pray about it but here's the thing about praying about it we're going to pray about it but we never going to allow god to deal with that issue uh-huh. you see what i'm saying yes. so it's like i think we're in the season now where God wants us to heal the bloodline. Yes. He wants us to start with us. So even if your people from back then say, okay, no, like I'm, I'm good. I don't want no healing. I don't want to talk about that touchy topic right there. You know, going forth, your kids. Now think about your kids. I'm good. I'm whole. So now I can teach my kids how to, you know, live a whole lifestyle. Yes. And now I can start the bloodline healing for, for, for this section yes. in my family. So they can go forth and they don't have diabetes. They don't have high blood pressure. Yes. They don't have lustful spirits. They're yes. not dealing with depression every single yes. day of their life. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I think that's what, that's the whole purpose of the whole story Sundays. The whole purpose of the whole story Sundays is just to yes. know what your deficits are. Like she was just saying, write it out write out what you're dealing with be honest with God because it's not like he don't know anyway (laughs) and then just start that healing process so that was good that you said about that Mm um did I answer that question you did but it's something that I kind of just want to like I guess go back to okay um okay regarding how curses like relates biblically Okay, um, okay. I wanted I know we talk a lot about King David and he was an amazing man. And I also want to just kind of talk about how like you can still have favor of God but still have a uh-huh. curse yes, at the same time. Okay. So I was hoping that you can kind of expound into detail about okay, that. Okay, so let's go to um a couple of scriptures here. Mm-hmm. All right. So um Deuteronomy um so okay, let's go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 30 um verse one. Mm-hmm. This is the this is the um New King James, so the NKJV mm-hmm. states, Now it shall come to pass when all these things come upon you, the blessing and the curse which I have mm-hmm. set before you, mm-hmm. and you call them to mine among all the nations where the Lord drives you. Mm-hmm. Then in um Deuteronomy, the same chapter, chapter thirty, mm-hmm. then verse nineteen states, um Let's see here. Oh, did I lose my... No, you said 30 and 19. 30 and 19. Mm -hmm. Oh, y'all, I got it. Believe me. (laughs) I got it. 
Yeah, so it says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life Mm -hmm. and death, blessing and cursing. Mm -hmm. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants Mm -hmm. may live. Okay. All right. Oh, man. Um, And Mm then let's, in my studies, okay, so this is open information. I want to keep saying this is in the Bible. In the Bible, Google search. It was a day back in the day. People had went to go out and spend close to a hundred bucks on strong accordance. You go on Google, get your strong accordance. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. So, no, seriously. So, seriously, and I love this. I love this Bible right here. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying for those that are interested, it's a little rundown, but mm-hmm. this is the keyword study Bible. Okay, mm-hmm. a good friend, old friend of mine, got this ten years ago for me on a birthday mm-hmm. gift. But it breaks down. Um, certain words in the Hebrew and Greek mm. um, as well. And it tells you the definitions of them as well mm. and where it the, you know, started. Mm. So with curse um, in the Hebrew meaning, like, I'm not going to jack up these names. Like I said, you could go to the concordance. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm the word for it because I'm not going mm. to try to act like I speak in Hebrew because I do not. Mm. Um, but um, the Hebrew meaning for this context is a noun. So in English, we know a noun is what person, place, or thing, mm. right? In English terms, that comes from, but this particular um, word for curse in Hebrew comes from a Hebrew word that's a verb, mm-hmm. that's an action, meaning to curse. Mm-hmm. Also, to this also means to be slight, swift, or trifling. Now, I never wow. thought that. I remember growing up when I hear people say say the word trifling. I'm just like, you know, they're just messed up. They don't know they're ignorant. Uh-huh. But it's, in, it's like in the Bible. It's like in there. It's in there. Um, uh-huh. Vow and bringing in, bringing in contempt. So look that up um, as well. But I also want to bring up, as in the, like the biblical sense of it, in Exodus um, 34 and 7, mm-hmm. it says keeping, it says keeping, this is also, everything is in um, NKJV. Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and mm. transgression and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, hold on, and the children's mm. children mm-hmm. to the third and fourth generation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk about that. And that still applies for today, right? Oh, it still applies for today. Okay. And, mm-hmm. Ooh, okay, <laughs> so so it really is honestly for me it's saddening and disheartening when there are a number of people out here, Christian, non-Christian, all types of religions and whatnot, uh-huh. that don't believe that things could be passed down mm-hmm. in bloodlines. Like I've heard just something recently said that oh it's just all it's just all a sin issue. Yes, some of these things are a sin issue. Some things are not necessarily a sin issue. Um, as we know, like, sometimes there's weights. So it's not necessarily a sin, but it just kind of takes you a step back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I just, if I could just convince you a little bit more, for those mm-hmm. of you who think that this isn't real, um, you have to understand that God was the first one mm-hmm. to set out curses. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Let's go to um, Genesis chapter 3, always, always going back to the beginning, mm-hmm. right? So this is Bible. And like mm-hmm. what Moses said, you know, to the people. When the people getting upset with Moses, Moses was like, look here, y'all ain't mad at me. Yeah. Y'all mad at God. Yep. You know, uh-huh. like, so this is not something 
something I'm, you know, I'm uh. just making up. Like, this is the word that we have access mm-hmm. to every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, like, God is the one that said it. So we go, if we go to Genesis 3, um, verses 14, 19. Now, this is when um, Eve and, Ad, you know, Adam, Eve, well, mm-hmm. we know Eve took the bite first of the fruit and mm-hmm. gave it to her husband, Adam. And this is when the fall of man happened, right? And the serpent was the one that was a big key to this. You know, mm-hmm. he was the, um, the deceiver mm-hmm. of the situation. So, um, so it says, I'm going to, if y'all don't mind, I'm going to read this, okay? Because mm-hmm. um, I know if I tell y'all to, you know, read the scripture, y'all not going to read it. <laughs> <laughs> Most of y'all not going to read, read it. So, <laughs> Genesis chapter 3, um, verses 14 and 19, it says, So the Lord God said to the serpent, mm-hmm. because you have done this, mm-hmm. you are cursed more than all cattle. Come on. Um, and more than every beast of the field. Mm-hmm. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, let me go down. All the days of your life. Verse 15 says, and I will put enmity between you and the woman Mm -hmm. and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Mm -hmm. Verse 16 to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception Mm -hmm. and pain. You shall bring forth children. Mm -hmm. Your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. Mm -hmm. Then verse 17 says, why did this do that? Devil's lie. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, verse 17. Um, then to Adam, he mm. said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife mm. and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat of it. Mm. Curse it, curse it mm. is the ground for your sake. Come and on. told you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Wow. Now, this is God speaking, y'all. Yes, this is, is God speaking. This is not me, y'all. Mm. Mother, your grandfather, this is God speaking. Mm. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, mm. and you shall eat the herb of the field. Verse 19 says, In the sweet of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, mm. for out of it you were taken. For dust you are, and dust, hold up, let me go back. Sorry, y'all. For dust you are, and mm-hmm. to dust you shall return. Come on. So we know we all mm-hmm. have come out of that. Yes. Okay, so mm-hmm. this is why we needed Jesus in the first place, uh-huh. right? He set up that plan for us to have Jesus, but we all have been birthed mm-hmm. into this curse. We've all been birthed into sin. Mm-hmm. Like, all that's been born, we all have sinned. Yes. We are, we're birthed into sin. Uh-huh. We're birthed into this curse. Mm-hmm. So to sit here and say that, there's no such thing as generational curses. Like, come on, how? How is when not? it started back in Genesis chapter three? Yes, 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 and that's my thing. And and I think if people could just understand, it says it was an action word. So that means how you remain in the curse is by continuing an action that goes contrary to God's will for your life. So God said He created us to have life and more abundantly. But if you live in poverty and you're not doing anything to get out of that yes. curse of being in poverty, yes. then you're putting a curse on yourself. You're not revoking the curse because it's an action word. If you know your family struggles with high blood pressure, cancer, whatever, you have to do everything in your ability to mm-hmm. revoke the curse because it's an action word. First, you got to seek God. Like you said, write those questions yes. out. Y'all, it's so simple as just going to therapy, going to the altar, whatever it needs to be, you have to put action behind it because like we say, faith without words is dead. Yeah, yes. And I also wanted to bring up 
King David. Yes, yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. So I was getting, I was getting to that. Okay, yes, so ma'am. in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So we have that baseline, right? Mm-hmm. That we know that it's come from God. So when we're about to bring up David a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I want. Because I want to share that first because I don't want you to think that, oh, it started with King David. It started mm-hmm. at the very beginning. At the very beginning. In so, mm-hmm. as we know, um, I'll ask you this question. I'm not trying to put you on the spotlight. Oh, you're good. So, King David, uh-huh. um, who was his parents? So, his parents was, um, I don't know his mom's name because they never said it right, in the Bible. Right, right, But right. I know his dad was Jesse. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Now, do we know Jesse's parents? We know that it was um, Ruth and Boaz. Okay. So, mm-hmm. let's see here. So we have, right, so in Ruth, so let's t- go through Ruth. I didn't write this down. I actually have my Bible. I'm going to read. Uh-huh. read this is the Bible, right? So we have the um, book of Ruth, mm-hmm. um, chapter four. Ruth only has four chapters, y'all. So yeah. feel free to go read Ruth. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. starting in verse, let's see here. So, yes, yeah, so um, we have David. So his father, so it says in verse 22, it says, And Obed begat um, Jesse and Jesse begat um, David. So actually, um, Ruth and Boaz were um, Obed. King, mm-hmm. well, well, Ruth and Boaz mm-hmm. were King David's great grandparents. Grandparents. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, question: What was what was some of mm-hmm. David's struggles? So he struggled with lust. Lust was a big thing for David. Um, you know that with Bathsheba. Okay. And he had just multiple wives. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So. So with that, mm-hmm. we know what, like, as we know, so he had a lot of wives. He had mm-hmm. a lot of kids. Yes, he did. Right? Mm-hmm. So we know one of his kids as um, King Solomon, right? Yes, we do. We mm-hmm. recognize him as the wisest man, richest man, right? Uh-huh. That ever lived, right? Yeah. But what was his struggle? He struggled with less. Women, And he right? had women. Like, he a had, lot of women. He had mm-hmm. all these wives, mm-hmm. which was... His downfall. Yes. That mm-hmm. was his downfall, right? Mm-hmm. So let's go back to um, Ruth, mm-hmm. okay? Now, Ruth, we have to remind ourselves, she was married into this lineage because yes. she was originally a Mo- from Moab. She was mm-hmm. a Moabite, mm-hmm. right? Um, so so we have that, right? Yeah. That has been entered into David's lineage, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Then we go to... Now, this is something that I just recently... Learned about as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if we go to Joshua, I'm not going to go to Joshua right now, but we also know that Boaz was a descendant of Salmon who married Rahab, yes. the harlot. Who The harlot means prostitute. Uh-huh. So, yes. Yeah, so, that that's... Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. So, mm-hmm. David actually has... Okay, how can I put this right? right. He actually has this... Um, this, I don't know what to call it, the spirit of lust or the mm. struggle of lust mm-hmm. on both sides, sides. Bec- of the Can family. I say something about the Moabites stuff? Yeah, go ahead. So, guys, Moabites, they, Ruth, that was a wicked place, basically. Um, they called it the land of dead. So basically, um, they struck one of the things they sacrificed children, and yes. it, it was just a lot. It goes really deep, and also less again was another thing that they struggled with. So with that being stated, like what Kim is making a point is, if you have he got it coming from both sides, he has. Um, you know, it was Rahab who was a harlot who was somewhere in his lineage. Or a prostitute. Um, then you also have, you know, um, his mother, who we don't know. They never say her, her name, but we know that she had David outside of wedlock, and it was in 
a spirit of adultery, basically. So you dealing with all of this less and it's passing down from generation to generation because not only was Solomon an issue, but then he had his other son who raped his daughter. Yes. That's the yes. lustful spirit. So this is stuff that's passing down from bloodline to bloodline, generational to generational, because yeah, he was favored in God's eyes, but the curse was never revoked. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So just because, so I didn't wasn't even have a plan on saying this part. Mm-hmm. It just came, it just came to me. So mm-hmm. just because we see people mm-hmm. that appear to have it all together. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Does mm. not mean that they have it all together. We're talking about King David. It still says they say that's he was the greatest king of Israel the to this apple day. Of his eye. He was the apple of God's eye. The king, what he was after mm. God's own heart, right? Mm-hmm. Like God loved David. David mm-hmm. loved God. Mm-hmm. But same time too, look at all the stuff that David did. He was king over a whole nation. Oh, my God. And you know what? You see how that curse kind of passed down, too, when it comes to that murderous spirit. Because then you have, you know, David killing. um, I can't think of it. Prophet Love. What's his name? He killed Bathsheba's husband. Oh, yeah, 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 But then his son turned around and tried to kill him. Yes, yes, You see what I'm saying? Because he never, I can almost guarantee you. What did it say that David did? It said he he sat at the table after um, Nathan, I believe, came to him and said, you know, it was a wicked man who stole the sheep or something like that. He knew that he was going to lose his son. So he lost his son. And then all he did was he, he... Stop um, rolling around. I, it's been a while since I it's read okay. this I'm scripture. It's okay. I'm trying to go to it now. <laughs> but basically, he, just, he dusted stuff off. He yes. ate at the table and he kept it moving, but he never dealt with the curse. You mm, see what I'm saying? He never, he never said, no, this stops here. We're never going to struggle with lust again anymore. We're not going to struggle with this murderous spirit anymore. So it went down from generation to generation to his children. Now you have Tamar who was raped by her um, brother and she has to stay stuck in the castle. And that could have been avoided had David would have just revoked the curse. By speaking it with his mouth, you know, that's kind of my thought process that's, on that's that. That's a lot. Like, it's that's heavy because think about it. This all was happening in his house. Yes. This all was happening in the kingdom. <sighs> but how many is all happening in our house? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Mm. That's, that's, the, <laughs> that's the point. Uh-huh. Most definitely. And the thing about it is David had help. He had Nathan. Nathan was his go-to prophet. Mm. You know, you had the priest, you know, that he had access to. So it wasn't like he didn't have access to getting help mm-hmm. in these areas. Mm-hmm. And just like we here in 2020, like I said, we have access to all this stuff mm. that will bring healing and we're not using the resources to bring us healing. Oh my God. And then, oh, and then I think about <laughs> Jacob, you know, like Again, that goes back to Rebecca, how, you know, when Rebecca basically told him to steal his brother's birthright and then what happens to Jacob, then he goes into that cycle of being a thief because Rebecca started it, you know, um, she to me i feel like rebecca set the forefront for the curse she said let the curse be on me but the curse wasn't on her the curse was on jacob mm-hmm. at this point because she stole her brother his his brother birthright mm-hmm. so i'm just thinking about how like the curse is an action word yes how we put is. the curses on ourselves technically yeah mm-hmm. yeah we can so whew, so next question <laughs> Ooh, child girl mm-hmm all that way back then, there was curses. Mm-hmm. All back in the Bible, all this curses on lies, prostitution, murder, and all that. Mm-hmm. That's, 
why we're going through what we are going through today. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. That is true. And from our generation, crisis, from our grandparents all the way mm -hmm. back, it's gone to stop somewhere. Yes, it, it do. It way back then. It's falling down on us, and it's going to yes. fall down on the next generation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. We somebody will come together and to try to break this country. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's kind of like where we're coming from. I know, like I said, this topic wasn't probably the most like, I know some people are going to listen to it and be like, that's a little too much for me. Yes. But the, for the people who it was for, I want to say like, you have to be the person to say, this is this is where this kind of stops like it has to it has to stop because no you might can't go back to your great grandma or to your grandma and just say grandma you know we struggle with this one thing in our family do you know why grandma might say i don't want to talk about it yes but then it's your responsibility to now better your next generation so you can put y'all in a generational blessings versus generational curses we're selfish <laughs> To me, I think we're selfish when we know yes. something is a problem yes. and we're not intentionally fixing the problem. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, I always say, okay, I don't have kids yet. You know, I, I think I'm pretty self-aware. But I always say, God, if you didn't give me kids yet, why? He say, revert some more curses. I want you mm -hmm. to have your kids come they're going to be born in sin, but revoke a little bit more curses. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that your kids can be whole, wholer than what yes. you are, if that's even a word. <laughs> and like, I know we was talking about um, one time about the father. I know me and Prophet yes. Lowe always talk about the father, how before you can even revoke a curse, you have to go back to yes. the father. Talk about it. <laughs> I love talking about this. <laughs> we got what? 10 more minutes. I'm ready. <laughs> so... Okay. Um, let's do it here. Let's let's I think I've took some notes down here about the father here. Mm -hmm. Let me go down. I think it's towards the ending here. And um another thing so? Yeah, yes, go, ahead. go ahead. Say what you gotta say. I, I love that because like you like what you were just saying, how we have our talks and we talk about the father and mm -hmm. I always loved it because it, you know, it's the father that bring, brings forth identity. Yes. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you know, talk, talk about That's it. Yes. Yes. Uh -huh. We can also talk about it biologically. Mm -hmm. It's the father that, that determines yes. the identity. That's know, what it is. Come on. And and I like that you say that. Now we're just having a conversation. Like it's That's it's it just is. what it is. But I like that you say that about you know the um father because I feel that um it's so many people who don't know their father. Yes. And like I was just saying, kind of like earlier to Kim, I was saying it's bad enough, you know, that in the African-American community, we don't even know where we come from, our original, we don't know yes. our original tribe. We don't know yes. our original, True. I can't tell you right now what part of West Africa I'm from. Right. I just I can't can. tell you because I don't know. Exactly. But I can say that that already is one thing going for us because we just don't know what our um, culture is. Yes. But now you have like a lot of people who suffer with fatherless homes yes. or like I call my generation the fatherless generation yes. so how and they're probably thinking well how am I supposed to be a good father if I never saw the example I would say whatever you wanted from a dad be that to your children yes yes most that's definitely. what I would say mm -hmm. and um just touching back with prophet um low here you know he was saying uh, the identity and that was like in, in <laughs> that's the, the, first, <laughs> I'm like, ah! <laughs> um so 
much of our much of our sense mm-hmm. of worth. See, okay, just to kind of tra- you know be transparent here to kind of yeah. Because I'm kind of in a way testifying here. We're gonna have to do a part two because mm-hmm. there's no way we want to give uh uh-uh. through all this. I had eight pages of notes, so <laughs> we're, all, <laughs> we're in it. Um, so I actually spent most of my childhood with my father. Mm-hmm. It was my mother that I didn't. So from the ages of zero to seven, I was with both of my parents. Mm-hmm. Then from seven to ten, I was with uh, my mother, and then from ten to nineteen, I was with my mo- with my father and my stepmother. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So in that, and then going to college, mm-hmm. and just with your friendships, and talk to other family members, mm-hmm. and now being. A mental health professional, mm-hmm. what I have noticed, much of our sense of worth, confidence, self-esteem comes from the father. Come on. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you're having a hard time, hard time finding out who you are and your purpose, ask yourself the question, was my father present? Mm-hmm. Not just saying if he li- even lived in the same household, because there's a lot of fathers that's in the household, yes, but, just but not are not present. present. Come on. Yes. Not present. Mm-hmm. Mo- mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Mm-hmm. Just not there. Some mm-hmm. of them may provide well. Some of them may not provide. Mm-hmm. Um, but ask yourself that question um, for sure. And then also, too, let's see here. Sorry. Um, also, too, I just want to add, the father has always, in American culture, right? Because, mm-hmm. yes, I've been around to different countries and know other people from other um, countries. But, like, I know America. Like, mm-hmm. I know America culture, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm going to speak on that. But um, we always know of the father being the head of the household, mm-hmm. the provider, the protector. Mm-hmm. So when a father isn't present or doesn't withhold his role, there will be a serious breakdown in the child's upbringing in adult years. And we see this. Like, mm-hmm. we see this by each person that we ever meet in this case. So um, these factors help build one trust. Wow. Right, so oh, most man. people that have trust issues, what is it? They, they don't, don't have a father. I know, or not a good relationship. Or not a good relationship. I know several people who did not have a father, so they have they hoard those negative feelings, and yes. then when they get into relationships, they want to be in a relationship, but on the contrary, that they're so needy towards that person because that they really trying to fill that void of wanting that father yes. figure there. So it's funny that you would say that, but that is definitely true. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. Do you have something else you want to add to that? I get um just other than the fact that um you know that's a generational curse within itself is I've seen you know where it's been people who um did not have a dad because their dad didn't have a dad and their dad didn't have a dad. Like I know of this happening. Yes. Where it was like several generations yes. of a person who was missing a parent, yes. a parental figure. And because of that, they continue to drop the ball because they didn't understand how to pick the ball back up and say, let me continue on. Yes. Um, so I guess just it's all of these different things that, you know, when we fail to just pick it up, take accountability yes. for it because nobody want to take accountability for the bloodline. Man, well, my grandpa was a drunk or my grandpa was abusive, so I can be aggressive. Nobody want to say, okay, I'm going to change it. So what happens is it keeps on going and going and going. Yes. And I think that's why God say it goes to so many generational because it got to be one person bold enough to say it stops here, yeah. but that requires action. Well, I want to mm-hmm. also add too, I think this is important mm-hmm. as well. Um, I think this is. I think this may have been mentioned in another podcast too. But mm-hmm. even taking it to American slavery with African Americans, blacks, 
where, and this is a book, a book that I'm currently reading. Um, it's a biography of a lot of the slaves mm. um, back that were still living in back during the Great Depression. Mm. And what you even notice in that book, and we all already know this as well in history, where that the family was broken up anyway. Mm. And the father, even with the mothers too, but also since we're talking about the fathers, we know that um, sometimes they was they would get married at, mm. in one plantation, and then the master will sell the father to so another plantation. Mm. Then that um, man will marry another uh, women in that plantation, mm. and then he may get sold again a third time, and then get married as well mm. and have children. So that there you go. You have three different households that's mm. been affected. Mm. Okay, and then when we come out of then when we come out of slavery, there's nothing necessarily um, set in place for the family to come back together. So most people never even got back connected to their mother and father and their children. And then you have that with modern day society where you have a man or start a family and then forget all about the family and then go to a net. So then that's just um racial curse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's but it's good in the point. bloodline. It is it's in, in the bloodline. bloodline. Yep. So man, that was good guys. And um our, our hour is up. I definitely have more questions. Um we're gonna do a part two to this only because I don't know when, but I do know it is imperative to do a part two because yes, it's it more is. things that I feel like I wanna discuss about the bloodline. Yes. yes. Um I really um, just want to thank Kim for coming out and just sharing her insight on this topic. Um, Especially, I think if I had to end you guys with anything, and I'm going to ask you to end with something too, is... um, being being intentional about breaking generational curses and recognizing what your curses are. Um, it's easy to say, you know, that's why some people may call it a pattern. It's a pattern because, well, grandpa did it and his dad did it and then my dad do it and boom, boom, boom. But instead of doing that, why not just say, but what can I do differently to, to make this change and like impact my generation and then a the generation after that? We see in the Bible where there's generational blessings. You see, Abraham had generational blessings. David technically had generational blessings, but we all have generational blessings, but we have generational curses too. And God wants us to live in abundance. And a part of being whole is making sure that, you know, you're whole for the next generation. It's not just about us when you become whole. It's about your children and your children, children, children. So if I had to end with something, just make sure you're intentional about not only health, but recognizing where your deficits are in your family so you can start moving on those things and if you had anything to end with well first of all jaquille i want to say thank you yeah most definitely (laughs) thank you because i don't think i said that at the beginning but i know we Mm. talk all the time anyway but Mm. i just want to say thank you for Mm. bringing me on Mm. um allow you know allow me to speak on this um i'm Really, I'm thankful for the mission that God has placed on your life. No, thank on you. this. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a it's a God mission. It's a mm-hmm. mission that God has appointed you for, really anointed you for. Mm-hmm. This is a mission. And um if I could leave the people on here that's listening, um I would say um re go back and re listen to this. Cause we mm-hmm. said a lot, there's a lot of scriptures, okay? Mm-hmm. And keep Make make a note. We we will do a part two. Mm-hmm. We will do a part two. Mm-hmm. So this is this is the acknowledgement phase. This is acknowledgement. So 
what I would like to challenge. See, I when I do outpatient, pa- mm. I give homework. Yes. <laughs> and I call homework. them challenges. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so this is your challenge. Mm-hmm. Sit with the Lord if you have not already. Sit with the Lord, like we mm-hmm. already discussed. Write that list of your current struggles and battles. Mm-hmm. Things that seen and unseen. Write them down. Bring them before the Lord. Okay? Start with that mm-hmm. if you have not. If you already started with that, mm-hmm. I would say go start the process with therapy. Feel free to contact Jaquil, contact mm-hmm. me. Most definitely. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can get you connected to someone. I know someone um, who knows someone. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, you know, if you're in church, go mm-hmm. to your pastor. Um, go to someone in your church that you trust. Most churches mm-hmm. nowadays have a counselor. Mm-hmm. Most most people are in the mental health field. Mm-hmm. So start. Th- I'll start there. I won't overwhelm you. Um, mm-hmm. Start there. And also, if it's, if it's going to be spiritual, like if you start at a church, make sure you find yourself a healing and deliverance ministry who talk about stuff yes, like this. Yes, yes. Um, because like my church talks about this. Yes. So yes. yeah, Mine too. you know, so talk, <laughs> yes, find a church yes. that's going to talk about it. That and I fellowship at the Way to Truth and the Life Ministry, so y'all are more than welcome to come. <laughs> and Kim, you can celebrate your church too. I'll be up here. <laughs> give them options. <laughs> give them options. Give them some options. <laughs> Well, my current church right now is actually outside of the Hampton Roads. Mm-hmm. I'm actually back in my hometown okay. um, in Harrisonburg, Virginia, mm-hmm. um, the Rock Church. Mm-hmm. Um, Pastor um, Poling, he's mm-hmm. actually a counselor himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he has an LPC. Um, so the whole ministry is healing and deliverance yes. Um, yes. for sure. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. And guys, I just want to thank you all for joining us on another episode of the Whole Story Sundays. I am your host, Jaquil, the Holistic One Gilchrist. I will see you guys back October the 25th um, for another episode. Uh, thank you for coming on the yes. healing ship. Thank you for boarding with us. And let's start breaking these generational curses. Yes. Happy healing, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>